0: Well, yeah, it's been a while, um, big changes, big things. Um, today I'm going to talk about my mother, um, just lost her a couple of weeks ago, um, so, I'm going to talk about that. And I'm going to talk about how I'm dealing with it and uh, some memories. There's probably going to be some tears. <laughs> so, um, you're just going to have to bear with me as I tell the story of my mother. So, it's been a couple of weeks since my mother passed away. In the end, it was the aneurysm in her belly. It let go. And uh, the doctor had told us last year that uh, when, when that let go, if that was to let go, that that would be it. There's no coming back from it. There's no miracle cure it it's it just it would be over at that point and um that's what happened. I came back from a hockey game on Saturday night. My wife was actually on the phone with nine one one She was that worried about mother at that point and so I um. I got back, and she said, well, my husband's here. He'll just take her. And so I did. I took Mom to the hospital that night, and I stayed there for quite some time. Uh, there were there was a couple of times, well, there was one point where they called us back. I went back, and it, it didn't look good then. And the doctor told me, he said, well, it's the aneurysm that's leaking a little bit. well, maybe it's just leaking a little bit. Maybe it'll, you know, clot on its own. eh? No, that's that's not what happened. So I sat with Mother for a long time. I, I don't even know how long I sat with her that night. At some point there, she said, Well, you're still going to Slave Lake, right? Well, Jesus Christ, Mother, I don't know if I should. You know? Well, you goddamn better. You gotta get my mail. And you need a new fucking TV, too. All right. (laughs) So, uh... Sunday, went to... Went to Slave Lake, and... You know, we, we stopped... At, um stopped at Fost and we picked up her mail. There was some mail, so we picked it up for her. And uh, went to Slave Lake, got a TV. Walmart ignored me while I was looking at their TVs to buy. I mean, folks, if somebody's standing in front of the most expensive things in your store and they're not being helped you should at least acknowledge their presence with a nod say, hey, I'll be right with you. Something. Yeah, no, it didn't happen. So I walked out of Walmart without a TV. I went to the brick and I came out with a TV. I tweeted about it. I tagged Walmart in it. They responded, oh, we're so sorry. We've contacted the department to let them know. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you did, but what are you doing for me? Nothing. I went to the brick and bought one and, you know, I tagged them in it, too, and the brick ended up following me on Twitter. So uh, I, I found that exchange amusing. Got back here to High Prairie, stopped at the hospital to see Mom. Went in. She, goes, she said, uh, so did you go to Slave Lake? Yeah, we went. Did you get my mail? Yeah, we got your mail. Well, where is it? Well, I didn't bring it in. Well, when you come in tomorrow, you make sure you bring that fucking mail. All right. And then I told her about the whole thing with the TV. Part of the reason, you know, was she she'd given my wife a couple of bucks to go towards the TV, and that so that was part of the reason why she was rather insistent that we go. I stayed with her for a while there, Sunday night. I said, okay, well, I'll I'll see you in the morning after, oh, I can't remember, it was a few hours. I'll see you in the morning. She's like, okay, bring that goddamn mail. All right. (laughs) Monday morning, Mom called at about 6.30 because she knew Dawn would be up because she would go and feed mother's cats at that time, that's when they get fed, and, um, she said, yeah, make sure James brings my wool and knitting needles when he comes, I want to start some prayer shawls again, sure, so I did, I, I took the, the wool and the prayer shawls, and, um, The knitting needles and and the mail. I walked in. I swear, the first thing she says, "Where's that goddamn mail?" (laughs) Well, it's right here, Mom. (laughs) It's right here. (laughs) So you know I'm going. Well, there's this, this. No, not that shit. Where's the stuff from the bank? Oh, all right. Well, hang on. So you know, there's this from the bank all, but no, not that shit. Okay. Well, there's this from like, no, not that shit either. Well, there's this one and open it up. Well, that's not what I wanted. My fucking T four is not in there. Nope. Well, god damn it. I said, well, don't worry about it, mom. You know, it'll be there later. We'll just deal with it. Yeah. one of the things that we talked about on uh, Saturday night Sunday morning when I was there was they, actually, when they called me back they said you better get here fuck I've never flown so fast in my life eh? they do amazing work at this hospital I can't say enough good things about the doctors and nurses at the Highbury Hospital But when I was sitting with her. Kinda had a sense, you know. I said, Are there any deep dark family secrets that I need to know? Nothing I'm gonna tell you right now. She told me some stuff about some people. You know, things that people need to hear, and I will talk to them. I've already talked to one of them about it. You know, privately, it's a private matter. Um, so, um, you know, I'll tell them. Anyways, yeah, Monday morning. I was supposed to work Monday afternoon. But I was sitting with mom, and you know, the first hour was was not bad. She was in some pain. but they gave her some morphine and about half an hour later she was still in considerable pain so they gave her a lot of morphine at that point it helped with the pain It did because you know she was She didn't talk about the pain. But I texted my big sister Natasha. She's a nurse. I said, "Are you going to be in high period all this week?" She said, "No, I'm. You know, I'm down south." Why? What's up? All I could respond with was, it doesn't look good. It didn't look good. One of the nurses came in at that point, a little bit after. Me. She said, I was sent here by your big sister, Natasha. I'm like, oh. She says, I have to give you a hug or she's going to kick my bum. <clears throat> I said, let's be clear about something. That's not exactly how she worded it. (laughs) The nurse kind of chuckled. She said, no, no, it's not. So she gave Mom a hug. Said it was from Natasha. She gave me a hug. And then I looked at Mom. and I said, I love you, Mom. She said, I love you, too. All of you. Very much. And uh, it wasn't long after that that she slipped into unconsciousness and you know, I was sitting next to her. They had these big comfy chairs and mom was holding on to the rail of the hospital bed and she was breathing. I sat down. I was holding her hand. You know, she had her hand on the railing and I had my hand on hers and then I noticed that she wasn't gasping for breath. I thought, "Oh, okay, she's she's you know, found a comfortable a comfortable way to sleep. And then I noticed that the blanket wasn't moving with breath really anymore. Mom? <laughs> I checked for a pulse. Yeah, I couldn't find one. Mom? (laughs) Uh, Still no pulse that I could find. So I went into the hallway. One of the One of the orderlies was out there. They're so helpful. You know, They they really, really were. She saw me come out. Can I help you with something? What do you need? I just looked at her and I said, I think mom's gone. God, you know. Probably the hardest words you ever have to say as a child. Your mom's gone. So the orderly went off, and a couple of nurses came pretty pretty goddamn quick. Alice? Alice? You know, they're checking her. they're talking to her, you know, they're being, and they're, they're very, very gentle the whole time, you know, Alice, I'm sorry, I have to move you like this, you know, and you know, they're moving her, and they're, they're checking for a pulse, they they hooked up the blood pressure cuff to the, um, hooked the blood pressure cuff up, and, you know, if, uh, blood pressure cuff gets hooked up to you and there's only one number on it and it's really low as it is when it starts and it's cratering pretty fast. Yeah, that's that's not usually a good thing. The nurse they had the stethoscope on her and She came up. She said, I heard her last heartbeat. And, uh, and that was that, you know. And when they were checking her, I told them, I said, you know, if this is it, if she's gone, we're not fighting this. Because, you know, could they have brought mom back? Oh, yeah, sure do some pretty violent CPR on her, bust half a dozen ribs, and, you know, she'd live in absolute, utter agony for, what, another hour. So, mom was gone. Took a couple minutes, you know. I'd never sat with somebody before as they'd slipped away. Become one with the force. (laughs) I think she would have liked that. (laughs) And I laugh only because if I don't laugh, I'll cry even more. Oh, My wife showed up. She'd been at work. Yeah, about an hour into my visit with mom that morning, I texted my employer. I said, I don't think I can leave. He said, you take what you need. Yeah. So I had to make phone calls and start to tell people. and You know, it's the hardest thing in the world. I'll tell you right now if you have to call people to let them know that that somebody's died like that especially when it's like a parent and like she was doing real good too like you know right up until Right, right up until the end, she was she was doing good. But um, she, uh, I mean, like the doctor said, when that aneurysm goes, that's it, right? It, there's that's it. So I called people, and let them know, and Dawn started calling people when she got there. and and then and then you start moving forward you know i told about half a dozen people and and then i we, we were at the funeral home cuz you know these things have to be dealt with fairly quickly um and i told half a dozen people or so And I thought, oh my God, I got to tell my daughter. I didn't want her to read it on Facebook. <clears throat> so uh, I called the school, you know, because she's away at college. I called there. I said, look, this is what's happened. I said, I need somebody to be with her. I need you to go and tell her to call me, but I... Somebody needs to be there with her. Uh, She called, hey, sweetheart. (laughs) Grandma's gone. of disbelief and sadness from the other side. But, you know, there was people there for her, with her. Oh. We went and picked her up, making phone calls the whole way. You know, I can't say enough people in this community and in our lives who've reached out with their kind words with uh, you know just the empathy and the understanding and the kindness the help that we've gotten from people um it's been overwhelming I had to write mom's obituary I wanted to make sure it was in the paper right away so I'm writing it it's like 2 o'clock in the morning I'm writing an obituary for the most you know for a person who was like the most important person in my life finished it I'm looking it over I'm writing it out in an email, eh, to send to the paper. Goddamn power goes out. (laughs) Holy Lord. And then the power comes back. I was in no mental state to be able to write that again. Now, luckily... For me, it automatically saved to drafts. Sorry, I said it was going to be some crime. It automatically saved to drafts. So it was there. I didn't have to, um, I didn't have to rewrite it. And I'm glad I didn't have to rewrite it because it, It came out perfectly, I think, you know. If you want to read it, it's uh, the South Peace News website. And so life begins to go on, right? I've talked to others who've lost their parents. It hurts. I don't think it ever really goes away. Firstborn actually had a really good analogy. She said, um, grief, the process of dealing with it, it's uh, like this ball that's inside of a box. And basically when the grief is new, the ball is as big as the box big as the box and there's a button inside and every time that ball hits the button that's where you you know that's where the grief kicks in that's where it hurts and over time the ball gets smaller it's still in the box but the ball gets smaller and sometimes it's still going to hit that button But it's not going to be as often, it's not going to be as hard. Okay. I can can see that, I can, you know, looking at other losses that I've had in my life, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know when my kid got so smart, I think she gets it from her mother, sure don't get it from me it wasn't easy for mom growing up her mother hated her absolutely had no problem telling her that either mom left at a pretty early age you know she was a teenager she went and worked for some wonderful people she worked for McGilvery's at their store and she learned what a family was like from them And you know, despite all of the hardship that she had growing up, she was an amazing mother. Absolutely amazing mother. I was never wanting for anything. You know, Star Wars toys, yeah. I I got the Star Wars toys that I got. I got Legos. Mostly Star Wars, let's be honest here. she was an amazing grandmother she loved both of these kids she didn't let what happened to her affect her in that way they talk about breaking the cycle well, she broke the cycle because there was no doubt in my life that I was loved well, I remember when I was in junior high um We had to do this uh, exercise. Ridiculous, really. But the exercise was, what TV family would you choose to be a part of instead of your own? And I thought about it. I did. And I couldn't think of any of them that I wanted to be a part of. There was no ideal situation on television that would be better for me than where and when I grew up. Mom was single. There was no boyfriend. Her father died in like 74, you know, a single woman, a single parent, a single woman, parent, single mother in the in the 70s, and she made it? I've seen some documentaries about what that time was like and the challenges that were put out there for women at that time, and I don't know how she did it. I look back at, at the way people thought... Then, and I'm like, oh my god, you Neanderthals, how could you possibly think that way? But mom made it work. I never had to worry about a roof over my head, I never had to worry about food on my plate at mealtime. There was always food, she grew lots of it, a couple of big ass gardens. She knew how to can stuff. She knew how to save stuff. I'll tell you, it's going to be a sad day when I open the last can of pickled carrots that she ever made. Or, you know, pickles or any of that stuff. It was always made with love. She used to can sauerkraut. I'd eat a quart jar of sauerkraut when I came home from school, eh? I'd come home from school, turn on the TV, watch whatever was on. It was usually WKRP and Welcome Back, Carter at that point. And sometimes Happy Days was on. So I'm sitting here eating a quart jar of sauerkraut just about every day. <laughs> that might explain why I didn't have a lot of friends. I was eating so much sauerkraut like that. It was never wanting. Amazing mother, amazing grandmother. And so now, going forward, dealing with grief. And the first rule of grief, ladies and gentlemen, and I want you to write this down because this is important. Alright, the first rule of grief is you wipe your eyes first and then you wipe your nose. Because if you do it the other way, you're going to get pink eye. Trust me, that's not something you want to deal with when you're already dealing with grief. (sighs) Mother would like that, I think. (laughs) I told her about my tweet that I sent out to Walmart and the brick. She's like, oh, you can be mean. And then she laughed. Because it wasn't mean. I was just pointing out what happened and uh, it amused her. We mom wanted to be cremated and she wanted to be have her ashes spread in what they called the hogs back on what used to be your dad's uh, farm. So I got a hold of the association, which is the association that runs the North Country Fair. got a hold of one of the directors. I said, look, I'm going to ask for permission for something that I'm going to do anyways. And uh, okay, and told them it wasn't at all what they thought. So that's what I did. You know, I got the permission. They had their meeting on just this past Saturday. Nobody had a problem with it whatsoever, which is good because I would have just done it anyways. (laughs) Mom wanted to have a celebration of life because I can't remember who who it was. She, She went to a celebration of life a few years ago, 10 or 15 years ago, and she came back from that, and she goes, I really like that. That's a good idea. That's what I want. I was like, yeah, okay, that's like way in the future. I guess it was, you know, in the future, not as far in the future as... You'd like, you know. I'd never gone to sleep before that night without knowing that somewhere my mom was, you know. It's hard to believe, but it's true. We've had her cremated. She came back. She's in a box in a velvet bag. Oh, chaplain memories too. They were amazing. The doctors and nurses, I can't say enough about them. My employer, very understanding. He said, you take what you need. I took a week. Anyways. Yeah, we got mom back. She's in this box and it's inside a velvet bag, which is nicely tied. We haven't even opened it, eh? Nor will we, until it's time. I put the box on, well, they handed me the box. Jesus, Mom gained some weight. Which would amuse her. (laughs) We've got her on the coffee table right now. Didn't take long, you know, she's sitting there in the, in this velvet bag thing and Dawn, there, my wife, she took one of mom's sweaters and she put that over and arranged it. So it's like mom's sitting on the coffee table. That's what I tell people, like. mom's sitting on the coffee table. Really? I said, yeah, we got her back from the taxi taxidermist to had her stuff. She's sitting on the coffee table. Shock value. It amuses me. <laughs> She'd say, oh, shut up. <laughs> We'd started watching the newsroom. She really, really liked that show. We didn't get to finish it. So I waited until she was back and we watch it now with her. I can hear her laughing at some of the antics that go on in there. Laughing to the point of tears. But we're watching that now, with her. I miss my mom. Every single day. I miss her soup. The meals she made. Just her company. But we're gonna we're gonna continue on. I know she's watching. Well, you know, when when she's not in a garden up in heaven, up to her elbows in dirt planting or off the side of a you know, one of those Golden Roads that they talk about in the Bible. She's on the side of that picking berries Or you know after a long day of doing those things she's Sitting on the floor of her house up there and She's surrounded by all of the cats Not just her cats all of the cats because cats can smell a sucker a mile away and My mother was a sucker for cats She was an amazing mother. She was an even better grandmother. I'm going to miss her every day for the rest of my life. But I believe that I will see her again. She'll hand me a jar of sauerkraut or something. (laughs) Oh. Tell your parents every day that you love them make it weird hug your parents spend time with them you know if your parents are elderly mom was 84 and she was fiercely independent but you know winters were getting to be a little tough in the house there and so we'd kind of come to the agreement that she would spend if not all of them great big chunks of winter here with us and i'm so glad that we did you know just just having her around these last few years in winter time was uh, was an absolute blessing. If you're able to, don't put your parents in a home. No, if you could if if you can, not everybody can do it, eh? And some people's parents require specialized care, and and you know, I understand that. But if you're able to, have your parents live with you. And if you're not able to visit them as often as you can call them every day tell them you love them make sure there's no doubt in their mind whatsoever because if there's no doubt in their mind there'll be no doubt in your mind all right so uh, that's it for this broadcast I wanted to I wanted to talk about my mother part of the healing process and all thank you for listening if you did listen and if you didn't listen well you're not listening to this part are you uh, I'll i'll post something at some point in the future peace and love everybody